3: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So a first on the podcast today, um, both Georgia and I cannot wait to have this discussion with this fantastic um, woman. And um, from the questions that you guys have already sent in today, we know that you are desperate also to have the conversation. (laughs) Um, And I wanted to get this right. So I have actually written this down for a first. Uh, Our first ever uh, women in leadership coach. Uh, She is the only global expert discussing compressed hours as a flexible working option (laughs) please welcome to the podcast olivia bath hello thank you hi
1: olivia do you know what this has come at such a good time because as we're recording this i feel like i've got 155 million tabs open in my head work childcare arrangements, like all of everything's going on. So Mm. I feel
2: like this podcast is going to help
1: me just as much as it's going to help everyone listening. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank you so much. And I've seen the... Pages and pages of questions that have come in, so I hope that we can answer as many things as possible today. Yeah,
3: Olivia. Just before we we get into the questions, do you just want to give us a kind of brief overview as to how you came to be doing
2: the position that you are doing today? Oh, I'd love to. Thanks, Zoe. Yes, so I my background is in corporate communications, and I have worked with lots of very senior executives and CEOs, mainly in banking, and I used to advise them on their media, on their personal brand, on very significant uh, reputational uh, issues for our organisation. So I did a really tough uh, and very interesting job and I absolutely loved it. In 2019, I went on maternity leave and came back within six months and I came back to a bigger role and uh, a six-month-old baby who didn't sleep and I did it in compressed hours and it was the biggest challenge of my life, essentially. And it all um, fell over, actually, about three weeks into working when my boss called me on my day off which wasn't unusual yeah, in my job mm-hmm. and um, I was breastfeeding my son George at the time we were having a lovely time on the couch and I was really trying to keep up my feeding um, when I returned to work and she rang and said you're about to be dialed into this meeting you're the communications council you need to advise on a very significant commercial issue and um, it the floor fell out from under me and i had this huge adrenaline surge and breast uh, a milk breath you know leaking out of my breasts yeah. and everywhere as i pulled george off me and tried to turn my computer on as quickly as possible um to read some documentation uh, but it was like it was in japanese i was so oh my stressed God. out Gosh. and from that point, um, and that incredibly stressful day, it led me to think I need to make some changes here. I don't know how to set boundaries. Um, I'm not confident in saying things like today's my day off go away. Um, even though I love my job. Um, I need to be here with my family. So I really went through that conundrum that women experience of just being torn in two and wanting to be in two places at once Mm -hmm. and not wanting to compromise on my job or my career. I wanted it all. Um, And then that led me to create a return to work course for women, which has now um, become a, a business where I help women to negotiate fantastic pay rises, flexible work hours, compressed work hours and there's no one else talking about compressed hours and how on earth you do it and all of the benefits.
1: I was going to just ask actually could you explain Mm. for people listening who don't sort of you know have never come across someone who's doing compressed hours just exactly what that is?
2: Yes of course so compressed hours is when you condense or compress your week into uh, reduced days. So for example, you do five days in four, or another typical example is nine, a nine day fortnight. So you work a longer day. So for example, from 8am till 6pm or 9am till 7pm. And um, it means that you have a day off every week. And the advantage for women of doing that is that and this is why I'm so passionate about sharing it, is that you have a day a week with your child or your elderly parent or you can train to study or study to do something else. Um, And therefore you also save on nursery costs. So for the women that I work with, they are able to save two to three grand a year, um, which is a month's salary um, per child. On nursery fees, so, so for example, you could take every Friday off, you could condense your hours, take every Friday off. Um, and that means going on an extra holiday year, it means contribution towards school fees or whatever that might look like for you. So there are lots of benefits. The other side is that it's really intense yeah, um, and you can yeah. burn out quite easily. Mm. Yeah. And I was going to say, I, f- I found it
3: fascinating that your boss called you on your day off and said, I'm about to dial you into this. Because six months into us having kids, George and I joke about this, but we were like struggling to read the back of a cowpaw <laughs> bottle. We were like, <laughs> zero to three months is how many mil? We pull each other up and go, I'm not sure I can I can read. I feel like I have forgotten to read. So the fact that you were put under that amount of pressure six months in, obviously that was the kind of turning point for you to... To get more kind of control over how you were working and what that work life looked for you, um, and I think actually a lot of our listeners are, are kind of either thinking about it, you know, trying to do it, don't know how to do it. So I think we should get into the questions. Yeah, um, let's George, do you want to kick, kick us the off?
1: Questions. Yeah. So, do you believe that an individual can work flexibly and manage people? My manager does not. This is. Do you know what? This is such a good point because. Yeah. I have found this before in the past that, you know, say if I work three days or four days, who do who do the people in your team go to if you're not there? Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think you
2: can definitely work flexible hours and manage a team. And I think that is such a fantastic question as well. I think what's important is to really set expectations with your team, be very clear around your work hours and your deliverables every week and every month and really think about who are those key stakeholders that you can align them to so that they can ask questions on your day off, for example. But I also think it's about empowering your team to make decisions themselves. And I think often when we are women and we are managing people, we have this tendency to feel that we need to care for them, like they're our child, we we become mm. sort of a mother yeah. duck. And I think that what we need to do is be careful of doing that, because we can take on so much more than, than what we need to. So I guess my advice for this um, woman, and thank you for sharing that question, is, yes, it's possible, prove to your boss how it's possible, share with them the benefits of you leading that team and how you will support that team and more broadly, how it supports the department and, um, and, and really empower your team to be able to serve themselves and help themselves. And in doing that, you're actually going to have a much stronger team, I, I believe. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next
3: question. How can I feel like I'm good at both? I love this. I feel like <laughs> um, work or home life is always continually slipping. And and I, whoever sent that question in, I feel you too because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, when I'm at home, I'm like thinking about all the work I've got to do. When I'm at work, I'm thinking, shit, did I pack the PE kit today, or have I remembered the water yeah. bottle? Or like, I just feel constantly like my mind is going. Mmm, mm, mm. It's really
2: overwhelming. Yeah, me too. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I, I, I feel exactly the same as well. I'm, I'm doing a, a full time contract at the moment and running the women's vault, and I've got a three year old. I feel like my head is that it emoji that's exploding um, most days of the week. What I would uh, recommend is a couple of things. First thing is create micro moments where you nourish yourself throughout the day, because we are rushing from one thing to the next. We're stressed. Our adrenal system um, is, is firing. Our nervous system is high. So what we need to do is have really small moments throughout the day where we manage our energy, where we manage our resilience. And that could be everything from saying no to your child jumping in the bathroom with you when you have a shower. Uh, It could be having a cup of tea and as the kettle boils, you just look out the window and just take stock for a moment because the problem is is that we're also putting so much into our brain that we're saturated. So any time that we've got a moment to ourselves we are checking social media we're responding to whatsapp messages yeah. <laughs> so i would just say create a create a couple of moments or a few moments throughout the day where you just have 2 minutes or 3 minutes or 30 seconds to yourself and to slow down everything um, that is going on. So really focus on nourishing yourself, and part of that is getting enough sleep. Um, mm. I go to bed at nine pm every night, and oh, I, really I love a nine too. o'clock bedtime. We do yeah. too. We love it. <laughs> so sleep, sleep is so important. And one of the things that I hear with women all the time is that they're up scrolling on social media till eleven o'clock. And the intent to go to bed earlier is there. But the best thing you can do for yourself is actually just say, you know what? The world can wait until tomorrow. I'm going to get some really good sleep um, Mm. right now and I'm going to nourish myself that way. The social media thing is
3: so addictive, isn't it? I mean, Dozra Dozra and I, my husband and I got into this habit of we start a conversation with each other and we, you know, we're really into each other. Like we we actually like each other, we fancy each other, (laughs) we're engaged with one another. And suddenly we'd find ourselves going like this in mid conversation. Scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, are you looking at Instagram? Instagram, and he'd be yeah. like yeah be like, are you looking at Instagram I was like, oh my god it's so rude on what planet would you ever just turn around and just but it it's become the norm that 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 becomes the priority rather than actually having a conversation with somebody that you genuinely love <laughs> but really I think rude. we're also
1: so used to having like two tabs open it's like yeah. you're when you're in like this social media world it's like almost a completely separate world to the date that like the world that you actually live in. And it's so they have both run at the same time. And I think that's why we're so used to thinking about so many things, like in one moment. It's yeah. like we can't just focus on one thing at a time. I need to get better at that. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another question. How to
2: keep momentum with career progression? Oh, absolutely love that question. I need so to hear this I too, actually. I would say the best way to keep momentum with your career is to – Focus on things like your confidence, your personal brand, ensure that you are profiling yourself within the organization, within your company, Uh, so internally, and then also think about it externally as well. And a really good example that I share with my clients and is something that you have control over is creating content for LinkedIn, for example, writing an article or sharing an interesting statistic that you've heard about uh, within your industry and that other people may be interested in too. So you can, rather than... uh, banging the drum for yourself and some women feel quite anxious and they don't want to come across as being arrogant is quite often Mm. um, a catchphrase that is said to me. And so what you can do is actually position yourself um, as a leader within your organisation by doing things like that. And I would say confidence is absolutely key Personal brand is absolutely key and being able to do things like do a secondment in a different area or learn a new part of the business. If you're someone who's very connected into the organisation, you can do different roles, you can really move up the ranks that way and also work on really interesting projects that are stimulating, interesting and and, um, add value and and can have an impact um, as well. Similarly, you can also um, look at things like broadening your skills or, or even specialising in a particular area through volunteer or, or charity work um, as well. It's really hard, I think, with career progression because
3: you can be in a job that you love and you can be, you know, really really getting a lot of enjoyment out of it and and feel that you are doing a job that you're meant to be doing but at what point do you look at it and go well actually x y and z isn't working for me any longer or for my family setup and there's only so many conversations that you can have with your boss when you turn around and go well hang on a minute this was working then but it's not working now and if I'm not going to be moving off that where you know when am I? And if I'm not, is it time for me to go? It's quite. It's quite a hard moment. or quite a hard realization because you know we, as women, I think we just want to keep going and keep going and keep going because eventually yeah. one day we might get that sort of dream position or dream whatever. But I don't know. I think it it takes quite a lot of courage to turn around and go. Actually, do you know what? It's not working for me any longer. And hopefully, when one door closes, another opens. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a tough. It's a tough place to be because if you are doing something that you really love.
1: Mm.
3: But the hours maybe don't work for you anymore. How, how long do you stick it out for?
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's so true. And also as well, in terms of like career progression, is it okay to just be like, you know what, the next two to three years, I'm going to continue in my job, mm. but I'm not looking for progression. I'm right. going to focus on that when my children are a bit older. Like, is that okay as women? Because I feel like some, you know, some people just want to sort of plod along for a couple of years not you know not be super stressed at work mm. just you know just kind of I guess just get on with it and then focus a little bit more on their children and then what and is that okay though because I feel like you, you can you might miss the boat or you know you might get overlooked it's hard to or know, isn't get it? Put into yeah. a box
2: it's yeah. so difficult it is it is hard to know and I think that you have to make no one else can make that decision for you you have to make that call. And I think that there are times in our lives where we do really want to put our foot on the accelerator and and take a comment that's in a really tricky area and really push ourselves and stretch and grow and go through all those uncomfortable moments of not knowing what you're doing and not being, um, you know, the go-to person in your team, for example. Uh, And so I think it's really a matter of you working out what's the season that I'm in, if you want to look at it that way. Mm. Um, And as you said, George, maybe it's prioritising your children, or maybe it's also looking at, are there other things that I can do that I'm interested in and I'm passionate in different things so for example you may say I'd love to join my kids school committee or a volunteer group because it allows me to tap into other areas that I'm passionate about and um, I think it's also about just looking at what gives you energy and and so if if there are situations like you were talking about earlier with Mm. you know the dynamic kind of doesn't work anymore I would say look at what gives you energy, what brings you energy? And if that job or role isn't doing that um, you know, for you, reconsider what other options there could be because, as women, we have a finite amount of energy and you want to Mm. be using it and sharing it with the world in in the best way possible. Mm. Really good advice. I like that.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Primary teacher, seriously debating leaving it. Heart not in it since my baby, now 15 months. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a a question in there it's more like you know I think maybe it's potentially what we were just discussing that yeah. if your heart isn't in it and it doesn't give you energy any longer then maybe it's time to have a rethink and you know what the, the for Georgia and I this this whole you know maybe my mum was born after we had our children we are fundamentally different human beings yes, exactly. and we want different things and if you mm. don't love doing it whoever this person is then you know, maybe it is time to, to to leave.
1: Yeah, and also, like we said before, you can revisit things. You know, like if yeah. you're, you're you know your your baby's fifteen months old, still you know pretty early days, you might feel differently. Like in a couple of years' time, you you might feel you know completely different you could go and be a supply teacher for a while so you just dip you know just do a couple of days here and there a week like there's I think there's always options and we never want people to feel like they're stuck Um, and that's why we have these conversations because we don't want anyone to feel unhappy and
2: we want to support people yeah absolutely and I think there are more millennial women working than of any generation that's preceded us so there are more of us in the workforce than ever before, Amazing. which throws up a lot of challenges but also throws up a lot of positives as well. And, and I think also look at is someone influencing that feeling or that sentiment or is that coming from you? And, and George, I think you're right around mm. saying are there other, other avenues that you could explore and maybe it's taking a step out for a time. Or is it that actually you need to reset on your boundaries so that you're not burnt out, you're not exhausted? Can you think about those micro moments of nourishing yourself? Because working with women and speaking with women every day, I know that we derive so much satisfaction from work and we love being financially independent and all of those sorts of things. So consider it really carefully and you may want to speak to someone else Uh, like a coach who can be Mm. a sounding board and who can help you through that and and transition into something else or study or part time whatever that might be.
3: I think a coach is a really good idea actually. Georgia and I uh, we've got a good friend Emma Kangas who's a coach. Yeah, she, we sit down with her quite a lot actually and just have those conversations with her and kind of reset where we want the business to go and you know what we want our sort of day jobs to to look like and the hours that we're working and all the rest of it. And we always feel we always leave feeling great, don't
2: we?
1: That's a good idea. that yeah. I, think I need a bit of that right now. Yeah, whenever yeah, we, we need both a bit do. Of, George, yeah, whenever. Need a bit of a reset. That's, that, yeah, I, I highly recommend seeing a coach for sure. Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify.
3: Welcome back to this episode
2: of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we?
1: Another question: How do you balance extra hours with
2: paying for childcare? Good Mm. question. Mm. So, I would say that you should always uh, see how you can um, be doing less unpaid work. So, I hope that 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 person who sent in that question is getting paid for the hours that they're working. If you're not, so for example, if this person is in Uh, a a four-day-a-week role, which a lot of women do, uh, and you're working more like a a five-day-a-week, then I would really be thinking about speaking to your boss around adjusting your pay to reflect that and or adjusting to something like compressed hours. What women often say to me is that I didn't realise I was working all of these extra hours Mm. and so therefore I should actually be getting compensated for it. And I'm actually working a compressed week, but I don't know it. And I'm missing out on 20% of my pay. So really be thinking about how can you balance paid work, unpaid work uh, with childcare. And I completely empathize uh, around the childcare challenges. I'm Mm. going through them myself um, at the moment in terms of um, that cost and how you feel like you're working just to pay Uh, for somebody else to look after your child yeah yeah yeah,
1: exactly it's difficult isn't it sometimes um and also like you know with working from home I think you made a really good point sometimes you don't realize the extra hours you're doing Mm. I'm so guilty now of my husband's out two nights a week and on those two nights a week I'll sit there on my laptop from the moment the kids go to bed till the moment he walks through the door and I realize I've just done four hours work Mm -hmm. that I I didn't need, you know, I didn't really, I obviously needed to do for my head, but I didn't need to do it. Like, I, I you know, I'm technically not being paid to do it. Mm. Um, and I reckon there's so many people that are doing that now um, without gotcha. realising, because it's so much easier to do it just to pick up your laptop
2: because you're at home. It is, um, yeah. And I think we need to be um, careful around that too, George. I know a lot of women who are, and myself in a similar situation, I even talk about doing things like, working one night a week is okay, working one or two is okay, but not every single night? Yeah. And also is it just because it's there on is your laptop accessible. So create a higher barrier to entry for yourself. So put it in a cupboard, put it in a drawer. Mm. I delete my Gmail app from my phone on the weekends so that's that I'm you? that's good. Not, mm. Yes. It means that I'm not tempted to check it because it's a habit and my thumb will just go there. Like it will go to Instagram and I'll yeah. think, why am I looking at my emails? It's Saturday afternoon. What am I doing? And mm. it's like, it's a, Something that just happens without realizing it. So um try to make it a little bit more difficult for yourself and put away that laptop and think, does this need to happen today? Can it wait until tomorrow? And can I do something like a YouTube yoga class yeah. instead?
1: Yeah. And also as well, it's it's creating this culture where You know, people are sending emails at nine o'clock at night. I Mm. don't really want to receive an email at nine o'clock at night, but I'm happy sending them. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if I'm not working, if I'm you know, if I'm having an evening out, I'd be annoyed if I received an email at nine o'clock. But on those days that I've decided I'm working late. I'm ha- still happy to send them. And I think I, sometimes you don't even think of that like when you're just trying to get through your emails in the evening. You're not thinking about the person on the other end mm. who's receiving that maybe at the wrong time. They might be, you know... Out with their husband, they might be out with their friends, they might be doing something else, and it's distracting them
3: but then but then we are not living a nine to five life any longer, and from mm-hmm. somebody that has never lived a nine to five life, my life has never been Monday to Friday. you know, switch off my phone at five p m and be like, "Oh, I'm just free now, no one can get a hold of me." So you know, I think we need to maybe rethink, even if people are firing emails at you at ten o'clock at night, like you said Olivia you know don't have your phone on you turn off your your emails and you need to be able to structure that because people are you know now working the way that they are choosing to work and if they you know if they need to get their kids into bed and then they need to start doing the, the hours of work that they couldn't do during the day they've got to do it like you do george
1: yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying mm. to set timed emails now. So that, can you do that? Yeah, so you can, so you can fire IT support, off the email. Hello. <laughs> I do support, yeah. Fire <laughs> off the email, like at 10 o'clock at night or wherever you want to do it. But actually it won't land in someone's inbox until nine the next day. Oh, that's you know? amazing. Yeah, and I do think that's, a bit better. <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's it's difficult. It is difficult. What what you could think about doing, and I posted this on my Instagram a couple of days ago, and I know lots of people appreciate it. Which was, you could add into your email signature, "I work flexible hours. Therefore, you may be receiving this at an odd time. Please don't feel that you need to answer it. Please That's answer a good it to your flexible work hours, and then you don't have to go to all the trouble of." Yeah. Timing all your emails.
1: Love that. That's a really good idea. I'd like to see that on someone's signature as well. Don't worry, I'll <laughs> yes. send you one later.
3: <laughs> okay, I have flexible working at um, at work. Contract is forty hours per week. I have one son who's three. How does it work when he starts school? Nursery is seven thirty to six fifteen. When he starts school, how do I make up the time? Because obviously the school hours will be like nine till three. Like we're yeah. we're in that hell at the moment.
2: Yes, such a good question. I would be thinking about how can you be really productive in your day? So actually um, I'll, I'll deal with the outside school issues in a moment. But also think about actually how can you deliver on your job 80% 80% rather than 110%. So some things may need to slip. And it can be really hard uh, when we're high achievers, or we love our job to get comfortable with that. Also get comfortable with saying no, you may need to say no, you may need to say no to projects, you may need to say to your male colleague, could you pick this up for me instead of me picking up? Um, all of the work. So I would be thinking about structuring your week to work late, for example, two evenings a week, as I was mentioning earlier, not every night of the week, because you're going to burn yourself out and you won't be of any use to anyone. And really also think about how can you, could you buddy up with another parent, for example, to do a play date one afternoon so That's that you can help idea. each other out? You've mm. got that yeah, extra time I love that. Work.
3: So, so one day they pick up, they take your your son, and yeah, and then theirs, and they go back to them, and then the other day you do both of them. Yeah, that's great. That's
1: also, great. do you know what? I've found this. Sometimes if I take a chart like another, you know, one of Axel's mates home from school or something, it actually means I can work. <laughs> They because they together. entertain each other <laughs> <laughs> and I think oh I don't need to do any of the entertaining and then I can sit and do some emails <laughs> actually although, although if
3: you are Georgia's friend and she said that she's looking after your child when she comes around it's actually not, your child looking it. after my child
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've just rushed it. oh yeah I'm using your child as a babysitter as a
3: buffer yeah brilliant <laughs> yeah. okay that, great that's Love where that. we're at
1: um so this, another question, why are males still so afraid of mi- admitting they want it for family balance? Yeah. I think, Ooh, what, good yeah, yeah, I think what, what this person's trying to say is, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of women are happy to say that they want to go and pick the kids up from school or they want to spend more time with the family, but maybe men find it a bit harder to say that. This is
3: such a big question. I love yeah. it. It's such a big topic because it's so much deeper than what we're talking about here. It's yeah. just how people portray men in the world or how they view themselves, but let's go for it, Olivia.
2: I think it's the patriarchy that we exist within. I think actually I've been hearing a lot of stories around how men are choosing more flexible work Mm. hours and are choosing to challenge the status quo. And I know that there is certainly since COVID has been a movement towards men actually feeling more comfortable in doing that. I think it- comes back to this masculinity and I think also women sometimes we can be a little bit controlling yeah uh, and, and we don't no, necessarily.
3: if you are a bit rude or, okay no yeah, we can't we, we can't
2: say no that's not what you feed them for afternoon tea this is what we do for afternoon mm. tea so I think we can also take a bit of a step back and see in doing that if men can step up to the plate a little bit more we certainly have seen some movement movement uh, since COVID which I think is brilliant and I think that there is a long way uh, still to go and I hope that any male listener who may be out there or any woman out there listening can consider how they could ask their partner to take more of that role and consider doing something like compressed hours, which means they're still doing their full-time role. They're just doing it in a a different way. So there are lots of options available for men to do those sorts of things.
3: I want to give Doz a a big pat on the back this week because I am away with her and I've been away for the last three, four nights. And he has had to speak to his employers about you know, doing the school run and he's done it twice. And he said to them, no, you know what? You can't put a breakfast in at this time because I've got to take the kids to school. And I was really proud of him. So he was yeah. like, no, I said, look, are you sure? Because I think I could probably ask one of the neighbors or, you know, we, we've got Nana Cora or whatever. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. They just have to get it. And he told them and he was like, this is the situation. My wife's away working. So I need to be able to do that. And they were like, cool. And the employees were, were are like super supportive and brilliant about it. So I think, I think if that shows me anything, it's more about, you know, as a man going in and saying it they just need to have the courage and the conviction that it's not going to affect them or they're not going to be seen as, you know, whatever they think they're going to be seen as. That Actually, it's a really powerful statement to say, no, no, these are half my kids. My wife's working. It's my responsibility too.
1: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. And that's kind of down to all of us because, you know, if you are an employer, it's the way you react to someone saying that to you. It's the way you talk about it. You know, even just making jokes about it in the office or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. just the language we use. Mm. We just need to kind of change the dialogue and just see that as like normal. And yeah, that, yeah. absolutely, that's fine. Yeah.
3: Olivia, if you can answer this question, I reckon there's a chance <laughs> you might be the wealthiest, smartest. <laughs> the next
1: president of the world. Yeah, the next president
3: of the world.
2: Uh, how to feel less guilty? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yes. It's something that we all go through, isn't it? Mm. You can feel less guilty by empowering yourself and realising and acknowledging that you are an incredible woman and you want to work, you want to have a life, and that may include having a fantastic career in which you're very ambitious and it may include having a family as well and it is so hard not to feel torn between those two things mm. so understand that you are a woman working in 2021 2022 and we are the first women of any generation of where more of us are working than ever before and with that comes a whole lot of challenges but it comes enormous power and The women like the suffragettes were paving Mm. the way for us and Mm. let's stand up and let's stand into it. Let's stand into our power and own it. And let's stop feeling guilty for feeding fish fingers to our kids on a Friday night because we're exhausted. Please stop doing that. I do it to myself as well. And a Tuesday. We all all on a Tuesday, exactly. (laughs) And a Monday. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we are doing our bloody best. And so think about the women that have come before us, our grandmothers who've worked so hard for us to be here. Mm. Take the weight of the world off your shoulders and be the woman that you want to be because when you take up space and you are, you become an incredible contributor to the economy, to society, to the community around you, to your family. And so I think that is why women need to Stop feeling guilty.
3: Oh my god, I've got goosebumps. I think I might cry. Oh, that was amazing. Did you? That, not was f- that was incredible. Like genuinely. Let's go back to this whole female prime minister thing. Let's yeah. let's vote for Olivia. <laughs> Olivia for prime minister. Yeah. Wow, I've never heard it being broken down like that as well. And and actually, you're you're dead right. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to. In fact, it's the best thing if that works for you to choose a career and do a career that you love to do yeah. and also be a fantastic parent at the same time and all of this language that we have been spoon fed over the years about how you know you can't have it all and you know you're going to have to sac- yeah okay there might be sacrifices on the way but what's to say we can't have it all we should have yeah. it all we at least we should aim to have it all we are <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should finish Yay. on that but- I'm not sure that we can carry on from that I know <laughs> <No.
1: Yeah. laughs> that's the end we can't we can't answer any more questions
2: oh that's a pleasure well i'm i'm more than more than happy to come back anytime and answer more i've had such a blast with both of you it was wonderful i thank you so much for coming on (laughs) you're an
3: absolute superstar and um i feel completely empowered as well so thank you thank you thank you olivia fantastic see you soon
2: you too thank you so much it's been wonderful
3: I always feel so like
1: raring to go and empowered after we have a chat about like anything to do with work, flexible working, career progression, Mm. anything like that. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, totally. And I think especially with somebody like Olivia, who is obviously so knowledgeable in that area, I really feel like we took away some, some really practical, good Tips that we can then go and speak to our employers about because you know even as somebody who's freelance you know there's still people that I have to um I guess sort of like manage massage and sometimes you know as a (laughs) presenter you're kind of always wanting to please everybody to the detriment of actually what you really want so I feel yeah I feel completely empowered and actually so to your point about being freelance I actually you know
1: I've Been employed my whole life, and I've only just gone Mm. freelance this year. And I actually feel like there's more pressure to please as a freelancer because you are so much more disposable when you're in, like, you know, if you're employed, you have like a contract, and it's a lot harder to break that contract, you have a lot more rights, all that kind of stuff. As a freelancer, you know, they can just turn around to you and say, Oh no, you know, don't really have to give you much of an excuse. We're not going to extend your contract or this and that. So, actually, setting the boundaries as a freelancer feels a lot harder. But completely I guess agree. We- become freelancers so that we can make work work for ourselves so if we're not then there's no point
3: (laughs) yeah I totally agree with you and I also think you know there's definite pros and cons to being a freelancer but at the same time yeah like you said you're just constantly having to say yes doesn't really matter with the structure of hours you know if we're sick I don't get sick day pay like there's no pay like if I don't turn up to work and one of my jobs I don't get paid for it so it's like you know just think just things like that which you have to consider you just you're 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 the yes person Mm that's always performing so yeah it was really interesting hearing from her and also I love the fact that we spoke about checking in with um, a coach because actually anybody that's listening that hasn't ever had a session with yeah. a career coach um, or a life coach just about kind of what you're doing with your business where you want to go maybe you want to change direction I think it's worth it yeah and like we both have spoken to Emma Kangis so
1: maybe actually do you know what maybe we should get Emma on yes. the podcast for a QA and a and we can kind of I guess do a little bit but maybe we could do a session like with the two of us so people can kind of understand what you can get out of it and send in some questions for Emma but before (laughs) we start brainstorming Mm -hmm. for next year let's do our products um should I kick us off um because I'm really excited about this one it's a brand called My Supper Hero and it's you know like sort of the meal kits but this is sort of like been taken up a notch these are the kind of the meal kits that you could serve for a dinner party Um, Mylene Clark is actually involved with the company and I have got coming tonight uh they're the, the bow buns um and it's for four people and it all looks really easy and looks really fancy so if i was having a dinner party i would definitely pretend that it hadn't been prepped
3: for me <laughs> and just bring it out so yeah i shall let you know all know how i get on <laughs> yeah please we're waiting to hear that and also if you've got free dinner coming round at any point Don't forget to invite your number one over here because I'm keen for a free dinner. Uh, Right, the next product that I'm going to talk about is um, from a brand called Care, K A IR and we have spoken about the laundry wash before which is completely vegan and you know nasty free but this is a finishing spray cedarwood, amber and iris it comes in a really gorgeous bottle and basically I've never ha- I've never used a finishing spray before on my washing, I can't believe I'm talking about washing but I've become an absolute washing geek um, and you just spray this <laughs> once the, the clothes are dry, once they've come off the hanger or out of the tumble dryer, you just spray your clothes with this um, and it gives like a really gorgeous scent or you can spray your pillows with it or your bed sheets if you just can't be asked to clean them um change them then yeah it just gives them a little bit of extra life very nice
1: um so this next product is one that i have been banging on about on stories for so long and they're the garnier sheet masks i always buy them when they're on special offer um they are actually so they used to be quite bad as in like they they didn't they didn't like biodegrade or anything they're now biodegradable so they are not as bad for the planet as they were before um but the ones with the hyaluronic acid i don't know about you but i have got flakes of dry skin on my face at the moment and i yesterday when we were recording a podcast i actually had one on <laughs> and um, my skin feels so much better this morning already and I'll just, I mean I do, I get them when they're on offer so they're like £2 or something and um, I'll just use them every couple of days until my skin sort of balances out I absolutely love
3: them Great product Um, I'm going to go on to a really fantastic Christmas present if you weren't caught up in Cyber Week or Black Friday sales um, and you've got somebody to buy for maybe like a teacher or someone in your family how about a Diptyque Candle? I got given one for my birthday. I love Diptyque. I think they're amazing. I got given the bougie, it's like bougie parfum, scented candle. Oh, there it is falling off. Um, I have it next to my bed. I always light it every evening. Scents obviously gorgeous and the packaging is just delightful and it comes with a really cute gold lid as well. So definitely, definitely worth having a little look at the Diptyques.
1: Yeah, I've actually got some saved. We've been having our living room done. So I've got them saved from like last year at Christmas to burn when we're all ready. So I definitely recommend those as well. And just to finish up, um, there's a brand called Beyond Nine, um, which is a maternity brand, but it's basically not just for while you're pregnant. So I actually got sent like a Breton t-shirt from there the other day, and it's really beautiful quality, really easy to wear. It's, It's a bit looser than, you know, it would probably be if I bought it from like a normal high street shop, but... Um, yeah, I, I, it's just a brand. If you're pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, it's a it's a great brand to check out because these, you know, pieces are designed to see you through pre- early pregnancy, you know, full blown pregnancy, and then you know after you've given birth um yeah definitely worth checking
3: postnatal out. there you go post-natal. um <laughs> that is it for our product roundups before we go we would absolutely love you to rate uh, if you could leave us a little review subscribe and maybe give us a follow um we've just seen we've just got a gorgeous new review actually there i discovered the podcast in the first lockdown and have only just got round to reviewing it absolutely love it it is the closest uh, thing to having a laugh and a chat with the girls i usually listen to it when my twin boys are napping or when i manage to escape for a run and it has me laughing out loud at times whilst also covering serious topics too keep it up ladies how nice is that oh
1: thank you thank you so much i think it says to woo woo fox who left that review Nice. <laughs> we do really appreciate it also we are coming towards the end of the year and we are in the planning stage for next year so if there are any topics you think we could cover on the podcast then please send them over and then we can try and find the right guests to talk about it just drop us a dm we're on at made by mamas and and um, we'll be back on tuesday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason.
2: Insanity Group.